Uh, hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. If you don't know what that was a reference to, well, um, you'll have to go back uh, maybe about 60 episodes um, and you'll figure out, or possibly you were in the general slash podcast quotes chat in our Discord and maybe that's where you found it. Uh, my name is, I was going to say Flash. It's wow, not Flash, it's going zero, way back. But <laughs> I, I am, episodes. listen, I, someone complained that like we don't introduce ourselves enough, so or no, they complained that I didn't introduce myself. Yes. So they're like, I don't know who this guy is that's, that's hosting, but I definitely know who the other two are. Um, with me, as you've probably already heard, is Relentless. Yes. And as well, we have Wabbits. Mm-hmm. The much less con- or much less consistent main host. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's it's all up in the air, but you know, you are listening to the longest running weekliest rocket league podcast <laughs> in the game and the reason we can say that is because i'm saying weekliest that's the nuance that allows us to claim that <laughs> title uh i don't know i don't i think we're more weekly consistent than aftershock so that's why i'm saying we're the weakliest. we're so weekly that we added it into our brand you know mm-hmm. so asap community that's why we added the weekly it's because we're the weakliest. <laughs> uh <laughs> We're also the most episode ep- most episodes. Is that is that a thing? That's probably what you should have gone for. <laughs> We're the weekliest and most episodic mm-hmm. of our most episodic? longest running. Ep- I can I can, I'm going to say longest. R- no, I can't say longest nope. running. It has to be like most episodic, most episodes in yeah, because episodic is a different meaning. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we're episodic. We're kind of episodic. We're pretty much, well, I mean, there's 90 episodes and there's numbers beside them. So I think we're episodic. We're still in season one. So I don't know when season two is going to start. But Season two should have uh, started last week with, uh, you know. No, all of, that's all season, of season one. one. All of season one's been a filler. It's pretty much all uh, It's okay. all filler. <laughs> we have 100 episodes of filler. <laughs> and now we're finally in season one. And then uh, then we can hit season two when, when they go in season two. I don't think I was ever planning to separate them into seasons. It's going to be one long season. This mm-hmm. is... This is uh this is anime from 15 years ago, not not right now, you know. Or real uh, strat, this entire Rocket League podcast has been filler, and we're gonna go back to Artifact, and then we'll have our revamp. Dude, I got a beta key, so I can technically <laughs> play the game. Uh, not that I've been inclined to. I've had it for a bit, and and I have not played the game. Um, actually, I was thinking about this because because we had we had the Robin Kyle show um on the weekend for for the patrons, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh. And I'm like, you know, like we might have this podcast go for like however long we're playing, like five, 10, 15, you know, however long uh, Rock League is around and everything. Like we'll have this podcast going. But then I'm like, but the retirement plan, you know, when we're 70, it's going to be the Robin Kyle show. I think that's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Robin we're just going to be two 70 year olds and just talking about stuff. You know? It's going to be complaining about everything. Still talking yeah, about the yeah. zero meeting a girl on the mm-hmm. Robin Kyle show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's it's the stuff that that got the show off the ground. So I need to keep we need to keep it going for seventy years. You know. Sorry, I can't uh, marry you. I have to keep my Robin Kyle show <laughs> content good. <laughs> Wait, can I just talk about how cute Psych Mako was in the patron chat? Saying this that he man, was, like, just that that'd be perfect for the Robin Kyle show. I met a new girl. It's my wife. Um. I didn't know that she was like this last week, but I learned something new, and I always do. So every week, every time it's a recording, it's a new person. 
Listen, it's the first time that I've heard someone call someone else a snowflake, and it was actually endearing and complimentary. It was so cute. <laughs> it was so cute. It was very. It was. I I'm always like he he said something in the fact of always surprised. It was yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Psych Mopko should should lead the uh, romance corners. Okay, mm-hmm. definitely. I'll say never take uh, any romance advice from uh, Tim. <laughs> Because the man, the man will lead you astray. All right, uh, <laughs> I think that's enough uh, ranting about the Robin Kyle show. If if you if you checked it out, then awesome. If not, well, listen. I I think we've we're starting to hit a milestone, and we're getting enough new listeners that I'm like, I don't think I want to talk about it. You know, it's it's a low key thing. Um, other things and announcements. Uh, you know, the battle bus. Have you tried the battle bus? I love the battle bus. I was just playing in free play. Are like you yellow? Did ago. you did you change it to yellow? No, no, no. I don't have. I don't use the whole fancy Bakas mod color change things. Sadly, I should, but I don't. Um, but I was playing literally five minutes ago, trying to do like ceiling shots and stuff because I was listening to to last week's podcast and I was like, oh, you're you're doing some flip resets. You know what? I'll try and figure out a ceiling shot because this is easier. Um, <laughs> and then I ended up just like running around with the ball, and then trying to pinch it and the battle bus has the easiest and strongest pinches i've ever gotten like huxier pinches and i think you're literally a brick dude. yeah i think it's <laughs> just because it's a brick and it's so strong <laughs> nice nice i like it great care i love it i i'm excited because it's the first real new hitbox mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. um also you were saying the season pass car is an octane yep mm-hmm Yep. Okay. Well, no wonder it didn't feel that off when I played it. Right. I played it for like half my <laughs> placements and it was fine. I hate it. Maybe I I'll hate play that's more. an octane. It makes so much sense. No. But I it, hate it. Yeah. They need more beefy. I like that. There's a new hitbox in the like for the <laughs> Merc, and that's uh, that's what the bus is. Um, yeah. No. I I I think it's like people aren't used to it yet, but I think if someone wants to play it, like. I think especially if you're probably like in bronze and silver right now, you're probably seeing the battle bus everywhere. True. Because like people are just trying out the game for the first time and they might be playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess, what do you think of the Fortnite players? Have you been getting any Fortnite players in your games or are, are all of us too far out of reach? Um, probably mm-hmm. we're, we're probably a little bit too far out of reach mm-hmm. realistically for the new Fortnite players, but uh, I'm in this Facebook uh, group for rocket league stuff and i mean just the amount of complaints of oh i have new players like why are these new players you know in my gold lobbies and stuff like that <laughs> and it's like they're like i had to struggle in silver for so long why are these new players in my gold lobbies and um and so i think well, sheer amount of funny. people means as soon as there's a new player and their mmr hasn't stabilized yet like mm-hmm. their skill rating hasn't stabilized yet of course you're gonna have them in your games yeah i think that there's just like a it's it's so weird the like the amount of salt that's come out of people not wanting new people in because it messes up like they, they view it as new people are causing the servers to lag therefore i don't want new people but it's just kind of a strange take to go on where you're like i like this game and you shouldn't come because i was here first is a really uh this is that is some of the dumbest logic i've ever heard in my life let's yeah it's, let's it's really not have strange the game and, and it's dumb let's... and it's like and it's yeah, it's just super toxic, and that's been the the biggest bummer of of this new thing is some current players that don't like that other people are discovering their thing. 
I'll say this much. You you're it's 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 really like we had the server issues the first couple days, but honestly, I think I've had the best servers that I've had in forever. Like personally. I don't know about you guys. Uh Wabbit, were you gonna say something to this? Not really, but I can. I I honestly agree <laughs> with that. Um I wanna say from my one tournament that I did, which I think was the day of the update. Um, also the tournament that I won. I'm amazing. Yes, it was a champ tournament. Um, <laughs> so the one tournament that I did, um, every single game that I had, the first game didn't count because it was just a server that didn't work. Um, so we would go into the game and it'd be like, well, here's, here's two minutes of just driving around, like trying to hit a ball on 2000 ping <laughs> and then it restarts. And every time that we got into a game, was, the other team was like, oh my God, what's, what's wrong with the server? It's terrible. And then our team's like, nah, this is normal. <laughs> we started <laughs> that it wasn't wrong. And we're like, what are you talking about? The server's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all solo queue, so it was super fun. <laughs> uh, and we were just gaslighting the opponents. It was a great time. Um, oh, wow. It was fun. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, so I, I guess really what we're trying to say is... Uh, I don't think new players in a game like let's think about the Rocket League community before Fortnite players joined. Let's be honest, there's already toxic people, so it couldn't have gotten more toxic. It All right. Was- like I'm actually like there's I have more to say on this, but I'll I'll wait till our week in Rocket League. But if you think that the influx of players, if anything, we might even like average out to having some more positive players. <laughs> uh just because like we like the people that play rock league are pretty young anyway. So it's like, we've, we've almost managed to, we might have actually brought up the age by adding a million <laughs> people, you know, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, last thing in the announcements is sunless and musty. have both hit 1 million. Woo-hoo! I think uh, musty won YouTube. the race by like 30,000 or something. That, that is great. That is great. Uh, so congrats to them. Um, they're always putting out good content. Uh, yeah, if you are new to Rocket League, I would definitely recommend checking out Sunless Khan's channel. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that you said that because that's the reason that I put them in there. Uh, Musty, <laughs> I mean, you might enjoy Musty, but yeah. I don't think, I think when it comes to creativity and video quality, or like at least the content that I enjoy, I think Sunless is at the top for me. So, okay, I'm um, just going to say don't let Blizzero influence your decisions. Um, like I have my own opinions that I'm not going to share because I don't want to influence people. Uh, like they both got to a million at this point for a reason. They're both really good. Um, I'm just saying I'm only supporting Sunless and I'm not supporting Musty. That's really, all <laughs> I don't want to influence <laughs> new people. Okay. Fair. But I don't want to influence new people. Unless you I want mean, to why would a new person, mm-hmm. new person that literally just started listening to me now mm-hmm. be influenced by my opinion, dude? Yes, man. The amount that I have to work. Host in my uh like in the tutorials that i do for for teaching basically right uh to not say my opinion is so hard (laughs) like i I do so much work and actively think about i cannot say anything because i'm influencing these these first years and i would feel really bad about it (laughs) well i just go with the assumption that you know people are will take what i say you know, they might check out Sunless and they'll be like, okay, like, is Musty really this bad? And by setting their expectation low, 
they're actually going to be like, no, Musty's way better, right? This is all I'm trying to say. Okay, okay. Uh, I think it's uh, interesting though how they they both reached one million in a vastly different way. Like their yes. content is so unique to them, where like Sunless, I think he kind of gets into I would say overall mindset. He kind of focuses on that and some culture stuff and and really kind of gets some behind the scenes stuff that I think is a lot of fun. Uh, Musty is significantly more about skilled gameplay and know who he's playing with and and some of the unique things that he likes to do but it's more about the gameplay itself so i think it's really interesting though the the two so this is like styles that they bring to the table yeah some of this is definitely a lot more variety like Mm -hmm. it's a lot if you're looking for like pro gameplay and stuff that has to do with that i think musty's more in line with that and then if you're looking for general entertaining youtube like I kind of think in some ways the sunless is less of like he is a rockley youtuber but his content is more reminds me of other youtubers mm. like not just i'm a i'm a very top skilled player and we're he's more creative with his content i would say yeah like, it's, it's, it's 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 not it's not exactly just you know we, we played with a pro or tips and tricks right which he has some of that but <laughs> um yeah i i don't know if you have anything more to say about that relentless um no i mean i think both are going to be good i think sunless is probably was probably when i especially when i started was the most like recognizable um youtuber when i started to pay attention to rocket league content because obviously his voice is one thing and then his content is unique and creative in and of itself but when i was trying to like take it a bit more seriously and understand Mm. certain gameplay things i started paying more attention to musty in those cases Mm. because i think when especially when he does the like twos till I lose or threes till I lose type of thing. And you have those on YouTube. He talks about his mentality throughout the game, kind of similar to what Wabs does on his stream, where he's just talking about where his mentality is at as he's going through things. And that's helped me a lot uh, with my gameplay. So I think between the two of them, I've, I've enjoyed both of what they do, but I think going back to even something that combo said a long time ago, where he was like, sunless is probably the only one where, Oh, a new video is out. Let me go watch that versus like musties where it's like, eh, I'll kind of get around to it. Except, I think for, as, except for when he hmm. did the um, almost made RLCS. If you watch those two videos with him, Forky, and Leth, uh, mm-hmm. that was a good good group to watch. Yeah, I'll I'll say Sunless. The, yeah, okay. Last thing, because I know I'm praising this this man too much. Like I know it wasn't <laughs> one of his videos, but like I gotta calm down, right? Uh, I I'll say this much: um, Sunless is a YouTuber that even if I stopped watching Rocket League, I'd probably still watch his videos. So that's that's mm-hmm. how I think of him. That's fair. Um, while, and this has happened, a, <laughs> yeah, this has happened a couple of times where, um, like for instance, if I was playing StarCraft, there's certain people that would watch it if I was playing StarCraft, right? Like especially when it's strategy stuff, right? Um, but when I stopped playing StarCraft, but Day9 was still doing his like funny starcraft related videos but they're like more entertaining than anything or even when he switched games i was more ready to watch him uh, Mm -hmm. because of his personality and kind of his style of video as opposed to um, the game itself if that makes sense so you're saying that sunless is the day nine of rocket league sunless is the day nine of rocket league yes okay i don't i don't think he's as much of a pioneer status um but he's yeah, he's the dad. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's the dad of Rock League. Um, 
there's our title for the week. Okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of our week, uh, let's look at our week in Rocket League. Relentless, you had something to say about tourneys? Yes. Um, so my week in Rocket League has been all about the new tournaments and the new tournament format that they've released. Uh, I've played in a tournament almost every night uh, of this week. And I think for me, tournaments have, especially with like the first few rounds being best of one, and then you have the, like if you get first rounded, you have the the second chance tournament. The tournaments have kind of become appointment style gaming where I'm like, okay, it's it's coming up to, it's about 30 minutes until the tournament starts, at, like the last tournament starts at night. So uh, I'm going to go run up, get on my computer, start warming up and uh, find out if anyone wants to play or if I'm just going to solo queue in this or whatever. Um, I think... I think the tournaments honestly have been an absolute blast. I've I've really enjoyed it because it it puts you in a general category and it puts you based on your rank or the you know kind of similar to to competitive ranked matchmaking. Uh, it puts you in those those categories and stuff, and you just go against other players and you gain the points and you're trying to open up crates and stuff like that. So I think the tournaments have been probably the best addition of anything that they've done so far. And it kind of lead, led me to the thought earlier where I was like, you know, this really is, if you're a current player and you've been playing for a while, there's been no better time to have been a current player than right now. You already, you, you have your items, you've seen what the game was, you kind of see where it's going, and now you have realistic tournaments and stuff you can, can compete in, so you don't necessarily have to play ranked. And I don't, like... I've been first rounded in so many tournaments so far, but I don't feel bad about it. It's like weird. I'm like, oh, okay, well, first rounded, no big deal. And I just either go on to the second chance or um, just kind of move on with my night. But it's been a lot of fun. So I think the tournaments have been a blast. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you guys have any thought on those. I'll say you're saying the llama was not the best addition to. Uh... Nope. Nope. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Wabs. Battle Bus is not the best addition. It you're is wrong. the tournaments. Cannot convince. Uh, <laughs> I'll say okay. Going back to like this, this ties in with your point, Relentless, and it also ties in with um, what I was saying earlier in the announcements. Um, I think when people look at these new players and like think of it as a bad thing, I'm like honestly, for me, this is probably one of the most exciting times for rocket league in a while in the long long time Mm -hmm. um i've been in games that have went free to play and they've seen a little bit of an uptick uptick right um but the difference with rocket league is because the player base is so young in general um having all these fortnite players means there's a possibility of having people that play this game in 10 years which already puts it ahead of uh you know like I know I've already mentioned StarCraft once, but here's here's you know if you're if you're an adult uh, playing along the uh, the uh, the good old ASAP drinking game, uh, let me mention it again. Um, so the when StarCraft went free to play, there was like an uptick and they doubled the amount of like people that played. But the truth is that people who would recommend you to play that game were already also people who've like closer to the thirty and forties. Like that is the more demographic, right? And it's just like people who play that game are probably going to play that game in 10 years. But the chances of getting a player who's young and, and hasn't really chosen like a game they want to play to kind of jump on board is a lot harder because the demographic tends to be older, right? Um, while with Rocket League, with the, all the Fortnite switches, it could be like, no, this could literally be in 10 years, you know, I mean, 20 years, this is the game that they chose as like kind of their central game. And uh, I think that's really exciting because I've it's the closest thing I have to 2011 Starcraft, Mm. which I haven't really experienced. Right. Like I've 
League of Legends, I was definitely late on the uptake for that one, right? Where like everybody knew it was going to be big, but no one thought it would happen that quickly. And then you look at it now and you have like a billion people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, this is the first time where I've looked at Rocket League and been like, the potential is there for this to, game in five years to be one of those major esports, major games. Uh, and so I think if you're, if you're like, oh, I don't want new players, right? That's the kind of attitude that will happen that will make it so that in ten years there are new players. If you're that type of person, so that's what I'll say to you. <laughs> um, Wabs, uh, do you have anything to react to that, or do you have something to say about your week in Rocket League? Um, not really, other than like. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. New players are good. I don't think it... People getting mad about new players, which has happened both in our Discord and in many other communities that I'm a part of in Rocket League, um, I I can't see any reason as to why to get mad about it. Like, the Smurfs? Sure. I, I can get behind Oh, that. yes. I'm, I'm about to get into that. Yeah, I can I'm get about behind that. to we'll get talk into about that. that soon. Um, but new players, like... That's amazing. Like, try and give them a, a entry into it that's like wholesome and not toxic, rather than being angry at the oh Fortnite kids are coming in. That that's good. <laughs> it might <laughs> suck that they're Fortnite kids, but that's good. It, they're they're Fortnite people. Show them a better game. They're here now. This this is Rocket League. Hey, listen, League. give them a year. They're gonna be Rocket League kids. Yeah, just... and that's it. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing at all. Like that. I don't know. That's it. I can't see anything <laughs> bad about that. Want to talk about uh, Smurfs? <laughs> uh i'm waiting i'm waiting relentless okay. were you the one who also put how are you gc and yes uh, i am the one who okay. put how are you gc because <laughs> i have received this comment so many times coming through the placements and stuff like that um played in placements i won something like seven seven out of ten placements and it nice. put, put me in champ one um mm-hmm. and i'm like okay like for me it doesn't matter i don't care like i've got my tag i'm happy like I have to play the games anyway and win the games anyway if I want to get rewards. So it's like, might as well just start here. Um, but every time I'm playing, if unless I'm like absolutely popping off and hitting all these different shots, have all the points on the board and everything like that, I get the question so many times, how are you GC? Because I'm rocking the banner and the tag. So I get that a lot. And um, I just keep responding like, oh, I don't know. Uh, and uh or they're like what you know like i've I've played twos quite a bit and they're like what are you gc in?" and i was like chaos i'm gc in chaos like i'm not (laughs) i'm not a real gc and i I just like i try and like brush it off but i've gotten this question so many times and um it's just really really surprising mm -hmm. to me how i don't know what perception people have of gcs but i'm like no dude i'm just like slightly less trash sometimes i that is a very good way of putting it because i will tell you I have been playing games. Everyone in my lobbies is like seasons 14 GC. They all have the tag. And I'm like, why am I MVP every game? And it's not, you know, listen, not, not to (laughs) to go into a little bit too much, but I think it's one, the realization that GC just means that over a period of, let's say a hundred or 200, 300 games, you will be more consistent than the players who are at C1 before. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's always been my struggle. I think even Wabs, like there was one night where like I popped off and Wabs was like, yeah, he's carrying in a C3 thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But the difference is that's my one one night in the week where I'm at that level as opposed to four or five days out of the week. Right. Uh, and I think that's a big thing to remember. I think as well, 
and what people don't realize like if if there are two people who aren't season 14 gcs in the lobby but everyone else is 14 gc um because those people are more consistent and because they have a better understanding of the game you're gonna think you're a lot better in that game than you actually are uh because you they're probably covering for mistakes that you don't even realize Mm -hmm. um and i think that's important to remember when you're kind of looking at these season 14 and like they're not doing anything it's like of course they're not doing anything you're you're you've been ball chasing the whole game and so they know to win (laughs) they need to literally stay back right um i'll say though i've had some of the smoothest games like i've had the most fun in the last two weeks playing ranked because everyone i'm playing with is like season 14 gcs it's like it's like oh this is the game i like playing where (laughs) not everyone's missing all the time like it's way more fun playing uh and speaking of that actually i was playing with uh uh i don't it was it was nick tackler and someone else uh i don't know if his name is metal or something like that um but he maybe it was mental um but he he commented he's like yo so are you like a gc just like keeping up with us and i'm like i don't think everyone's giving me a better compliment than that because he (laughs) literally he's like you know you're literally like it was it was like you know the style that nick tackler plays and it doesn't look flat he's like he looks like flakes when he plays right you're like this guy could easily be a diamond three um but it's it's his like mind gaminess and his like weird style that throws people off so like in the game i'm like making these latin saves and i'm like keeping the team together against this other team and he gives me that compliment i'm like well shucks you know uh (laughs) um so i felt really good after that one but no i am and then i had to tell him like no i'm actually diamond two right now so uh which right now doesn't matter because i feel i'm matched with um like every rank it feels like every rank because people like i think people were waiting to uh to play ranked like they were waiting for for kind of the 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 beginning to die down and what that means is when they're playing placements they're still in my games so (laughs) (laughs) and i think it's because diamond 2 is closer to that to that starting point so the earlier you are in your ranked games, the more likely you're to play with, uh, play around me. So, uh, but I've, I've been having a blast the last two weeks playing is all I'm saying. Cause it's, it's been a higher level than I've been used to. Um, and I, th- my last thing, I guess for my weekend rock league is to just know that you're not necessarily going to get the same rank you were before. Yes. <laughs> like you have to, I, I think me hitting C1 again, is a bigger achievement than me hitting C1 last season. A hundred percent. Especially so early on. The earlier on it is, the more of an achievement hitting that rank is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And like by the end of the season, I think it'll kind of balance out. What, what do you guys want to say on that? Um, well, kind of going back to what you were saying, where you like, you know, over a period of games, you're going to get like, the GCs are going to perform at a higher level than a champ one over X amount of games. However many you want to pick it, pick it as they're on average going to perform more high, like on a, on a higher level. And I think with any coaching I've ever had or any coaching I've ever done, it's, it's really come down to consistency is going to be what helps you rank up. It's not a fact of, Oh, you're able to hit something crazy. It's, can you do that consistently? So um, I think that's, that's where the the GC aspect comes in. A lot of people think that you have to be overbearing mechanically or or overbearing um, in any specific category, but it's not really the case. It's just doing what you know how to do already more consistently. Mm -hmm. 
And just just to Josh's point from like the last two weeks, it's not like practicing those mechanics is a bad thing. And no. just don't expect that mastering this one mechanic magically makes you better about the, uh, at the overall game. Like it'll make you better, but it, it's not. It's just another tool in your tool belt, like like I've said. And and I mean, it, it might give you a little more air control, and might give you a, like especially some of those crazier air mechanics. But is it if you can only perform that mechanic once out of ten times, it's not as useful as what you've probably like for the mechanic to be useful and usable you have to be able to perform it every time you go into the air you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like your setup and your execution of that mechanic has to be like 80 percent useful like 80 percent of the time you have to hit it or else it's not useful at all right like if i think of it this way if i kicked a soccer ball and i'd only hit the target with the special kick one out of ten times (laughs) <laughs> why am i even trying it like you know what i mean honestly even five out of ten times when i could just kick it normally and hit it nine out of ten times into mm-hmm. the net honestly, so even i think you can think of it that way the number that you're saying is like really low <laughs> i'll take 80 percent though i'll take, I'll take 80 percent over people who who really only can do it 20 percent of the time yeah yeah because that's what most people are people are like oh i can do a triple flip your side it's like yeah you can do that once out of a hundred times <laughs> that's not that's not useful in game mm-hmm. like Every time you miss is is just you out of position wasting all your boost, right? Mm-hmm. So like you better be sure that whatever mechanic you are doing, you can do that consistently. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, I uh in soccer there's this thing called a rainbow kick. Do, do you know what that is? It sounds familiar, but no. Yes, it's I do. uh you kind of put it between your legs and then you roll it up your you roll this ball like up on your heel as you lean forward and kick it in a rainbow. So you hit it with your heel and it goes over you in like a rainbow fashion. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's behind, like it gets behind you and you eventually hit it with your heel. I don't really know how to describe it. You're good. Uh, But like, I would like practice it as a joke, but when I actually sat down and like mastered it, I could use it randomly in games. And that's always the funnest time. It's like, (laughs) Oh, this is like this really silly thing that if I completely mess up, someone's going to take the ball from me. So don't try it. But, it took me years to literally be like, no, like I can actually implement this now. Uh, and everyone goes, whoa. You know? yep, yep. Damn, uh, but then you have a good time. defender and they literally, they literally just follow the ball and block you out because mm-hmm. they're bigger than you. And then you're like, oh, you're at this level where this doesn't work anymore. It works once and then anyway. it never works again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to respond to this Harry UGC thing. And it's kind of a... <laughs> How are you GC? Yeah. So <laughs> that's, a that's a real good question. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about in general <laughs> um, and especially towards Relonis's point of like, you know, not consistency. I don't necessarily think that's it. I think it's just, um, I thought of this one fly, or Lizzie was going through his, I blame you for that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Lizzie was going through I, wait, what? The, the flash thing. You said flash at the beginning. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, when Lizzie was going through his, what he mentioned was that he was making all these amazing saves and doing these nice touches and stuff. Um, and like the last second saves and everything, right? And then you got called the GC for it. I think specifically, if you're playing as a GC in a slightly lower lobby, you'll never actually get the opportunity for those nutty saves or those really cool shots or anything like that because it's just you already are in a better position, so you don't have to make those. Um, I know that whenever I, I play be in a C1 in, or... In the particular mm-hmm. case that I was talking about, I was in a lobby with, with like I was in comms with the two people mm-hmm. and 
like that specific game. I'm not going to say the next two games, okay? But the specific <laughs> game where he called me a GC, it was because the two of them were going in circles just looking at the ball. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was called a GC because I was challenging, rotating back post, making the save, and then challenging again mm-hmm. at times. Okay, okay. Uh, so, and they were just spinning in circles. <laughs> how Nick Tack, that's how Nick Tackler plays. Yes, just spinning yeah. in circles. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the whole, like I'm just in the right spot is going to be mm-hmm. a lot better because a save that is super making common, less save, yeah. a save that I'm super or super commonly do that. It's like, it is a higher level save. I'm not going to assume that a diamond one or lower player could do this, but it's the ball gets boomed over you and you're driving backwards towards the net and then you just mm-hmm. get it off the mm-hmm. backboard. Right. Um, that's something that I, that's super common higher up and I don't even think about it. It's not really an important save. It's just a save. Um, but the thing about, that is that you need to be in the right position to get to that without it being a last second oh my god i'm panicking save you should almost be full speed yes. before you have to make that save yes you know what i mean and, and that's the difference between a plat and an ngc is the plat will be at zero speed full speed ahead just to barely make that save mm-hmm. while the gc will ha- be shadowing and perfectly make that save like mm-hmm. nine out of ten or ten out of ten times yeah 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 that's pretty much it where the higher level, you don't have to worry too much about super panicking. You're just kind of in the right spot. It's like, oh, I'm just here. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking, I guess, of playing then uh, in your ranked games and your your team, uh, I'm going to take a look at something that one of our patrons, uh, like Mopko, actually put in the podcast post. Um, kind of. So he was talking about role switching. So solo queue and and role switching. Uh, and from him, he was trying to say, here, I'll, I'll read some of what he what he wrote. Um, when should you decide to try and take over a game? It seems like in my rank, Plat 3, I'm having trouble with consistent team play. Uh, sometimes we can uh, get some passes going or good deep clears in the offensive zone with shot opportunities. Uh, other times, it's ball chasers who never seem to make contact in a positive way. If they even hit the ball and they completely... Uh, and then they completely destroy rotations. Basically, when do you decide your teammates aren't able to get the job done ain't too offensive because you're more capable of scoring. Um, I guess I'll take my crack at it. And then uh, if, if either you want to want to try, try after uh, feel free. Mm-hmm. My first take is I think we assume when we see a ball chaser that every ball chaser is the same. Right. Um, but I think there's definitely thing. There's definitely players that are ball chase and, they consistently miss the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're consistently missing the ball, it actually means they're predictable. So playing around them is actually a little easier because you can just you just have to switch your mindset at that point to they are more most likely going to miss this ball. So let me position it as if they're going to miss it. Um, and they're always going to cut. So if you see them near you, your best bet is probably to turn around and let them try to go for it and assume they're missing. So position, turn around and assume they're missing and where's the ball going to go if they're going to miss, okay? Uh, if they are hitting the ball consistently and they're cutting a lot, what you have to do is, it's almost like you have to fit into their the way they're cutting rotation. So you almost have to be, I would say you'd almost position four passes because someone who's cutting so consistently, they're probably going to have a lot of balls popping onto the other side, especially if they're moving really quickly a lot of the balls are going to pop onto the other side of the field. So I would almost wait on the other side of the field because that way there, there's no way they can really cut in front of you if you're already at the ball, right? 
Uh, I like it. Point being, I, I know, I'm just making, there's, there's, point being, as soon as you know someone is playing clearly in a way that's not the regular rotation, uh, you have to completely readjust how you understand the game, right? And some people can get overly passive, and that's 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 the toughest thing, right? Is are you willing to play a five minute game where it's going to be zero zero because you end up having to play third man because of this one person ball chasing and and just not being good? Uh, or are you going to try to find ways to still create chances for yourself, um, but stay on the safe side? That's really that's where the difference between like getting better at the game happens i feel especially that plat three diamond rank is knowing how to adjust to players to adjust your own teammates more specifically and ride the line between overly safe play and being too risky that's really where depending on how your teammates are playing you can you're you can afford to play a little more risky or a little less risky uh for example right i've been playing like i said i've been playing with a lot more higher rank players um and when i was in lower ranks like in the previous season i would never really i would always just rotate back post i'd never really turn for a pass like on the sidewall for defensive mm-hmm. right um but now i'll find myself actually going up for the wall for a pass because i know okay most of these people in the lobbies have at least hit like if i see the whole lobby is hit gc i can assume they're able to make it clear to me on the sidewall right mm-hmm. Uh, and they tend to be able to, as opposed to if I know it's a lower lobby, I'm, and I know people are missing or not hitting the ball as hard, I'll probably just do a more strict threes rotation. So uh, that's my spiel on it. Do you have anything to say, Wabbits or Relentless? I have a lot to say. Um, <laughs> I think you're pretty, like, pretty good uh, on what you said on the majority of that. Um, so I'm. But not... you're wrong. No, no, I don't think you're wrong in a lot of cases. Um, and the reason I say that is because it's specifically in this uh, plat three diamond one area where I th- think this is probably a good way to justify it um, or like explain it is that up until you get into the diamond ish rank, um, the best way to go up and figure out the game is to figure out this very standard rotation of one, two, three, this guy went, uh, that means it's not my ball. And then, oh, now it's my ball, so I'm going to go and nobody else is going to go. And then I hit the ball, so I leave and blah, blah, blah. And you just get this very standard one, two, three. You're just kind of hitting the ball. and if You're your making circles. Yeah, you're making circles. And that's it. With you're never going to cut it. If in your ideal uh, rotation, you just do not go away from that. You're hitting, you're making three circles at slightly different ang- or positions. And that's the I guess I guess it's one circle, but the three of you are part of it. Yes. Yes. And those yeah. are perfect rotations up until you get until... I want to say the diamond one ish area where people are more, especially willing- now. Yes, for sure. Uh, where people are more willing to change up and alter the rotation to fit their play style or to try and be faster because the, the circle rotation is good, but it does have its limitations. Um, and in this diamond one to whatever, uh, wherever it might actually start to break down um, and then get more advanced rotation is that, it does get a lot more advanced and you have to figure out your spot in this rotation. Um, whether it's your teammate being a ball chaser and hitting the ball every time. So either you go up for being the, the cherry picker pretty much, or you're going to stay back defensively because your third person's being a uh, cherry picker. Um, or you're going to, or your teammates like ball chasing, but he's missing everything. The opponents probably aren't going to recognize that you're 
uh, that somebody on the other team is missing the ball constantly um, until like C2, they're just going to see somebody on the ball. So that means that every time they miss, like your teammate misses, the opponents are just going to throw away the ball directly behind them. <laughs> so you just be there, take that ball, and now you have full possession and you have a 2v whatever um, with your, your ball chaser now on the other side. And if you can adapt to you know your teammate being bad and expect them to be bad because you know they might be bad every time, then do it. Adapt to that. You're perfect. You're set up. You have everything perfectly good because they faked. They didn't miss the ball. They faked. <laughs> so now you you take advantage of that and just start attacking 100%. Now you, it's perfect defense by your teammate, even though he didn't intend to do it whatsoever. <laughs> so you you can easily take advantage of a lot of these scenarios. Um, and I don't know, sometimes both of your teammates are super defensive and it's like, oh, now I have to learn how to cut. Um, and that's that's good. I've been talking about that a lot in um, my own play and like with people I've been playing with where I'm starting to figure out that in the current C1, C2 rank, people are super defensive. So all I have to do is sit on the other side of the field, never go to, the, to my half, and then I'm perfectly okay because either I'm bumping somebody and it's an open net or I'm waiting there for a redirect and it's great. <laughs> And then once I see that my teammates are aggressive, I'll stay back. But I just stay stay super aggressive forever because my teammates can probably be defensive. Um, so I generally try, as a good rule of thumb, to adapt to my teammates by one minute in and then adapt to my uh, opponents by two minutes in. And that's what I try to do. Um, if it's a decent game overall, then that's what what will happen and fit or find myself in the rotation by that one minute, um, like four minute mark, and then find myself taking advantage of the mistakes in the other or opponent's uh, thing rotation by the uh, three minute mark. But uh, change that as you go lower, whether it takes three minutes for you to adapt to your teammates and you never adapt to your opponents, that's fine if you're in like diamond one or plat three or whatever else it is. But if you can adapt to your teammates, then you can really push yourself up to the diamond two, diamond three area, I think. <laughs> nice yeah. relentless do you have anything more <laughs> i mean i mean it ends up being more of the same kind of stuff so you know you're talking about adapting to your teammate and stuff and i would say when you figure out and like Wabs was saying try, trying that first minute to kind of figure out what your team is all about what your teammates are capable of doing what they like to do that kind of thing and in this specific case let's say in the first minute you figure out my teammates a ball chaser my teammate likes to cut rotations and be a ball chaser and and, and all of that. So essentially, you have to kind of think of it from that perspective of, okay, what can I do now to put my team in a better position than mm-hmm. if I do nothing? So it becomes whether you position in a different way to be an outlet pass or, um, you know, if a ball gets 50 and it leaks out to you, you kind of position yourself in a way for those kind of things. But even so, like, let's say you're trying to keep offensive pressure on the ball leaks out and you're not sure if your teammates going to be coming in to cut you off or anything, utilize your car cam, utilize the right stick and, and just try and do a little bit better about having like awareness of your surroundings. And I think overall that's going to immediately impact you. If you see your teammates about to come cut you off, you know, just let them like, it sucks. It sucks that sometimes people can uh, take the fun out of it a little bit when they want to be overly aggressive or they cut you off too many times, but I think overall, just ha- having that awareness and saying, okay, what can I do to make this a better experience for our team as a whole, instead of just getting focused on this one guy being a ball chaser. And that's really about it. 
um, have better awareness of your teammates in those instances, even when they're not making the right decision. Can you make a good decision at that point that sets you up for success more than just saying, well, they're doing the wrong thing. They should know that. And then you still do still end up going for the ball and then you have a double commit and <laughs> it's all kinds of problems. So it's just more the same of adapt and overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say as well, uh, if you know, I, I would, I would also uh, look up on YouTube. Speaking of YouTubers, uh, Wayden, uh, Wayton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he recently did a video kind of, of this, how he, how he adapted and, and kind of destroyed this other team. It's, it's that adaptability that is definitely a big key. Um, and I think unlike other games where you'll have maybe 20, 30 minutes to adapt, right. To always kind of find a way to make it back into a game with all these random consequences with rocket league, because you only have five minutes, you may not have enough time to adapt, right? like realize that you know there's like these really close games it's like what could i have done more it's like if it's a close game that goes into overtime and you you've you've played the best you could and don't overthink like oh what it's a million other things i could have done it's like no someone at that point had made a mistake and that cost it but uh as long as you did everything you could then i wouldn't worry about it too much mm-hmm. uh speaking of i guess i guess we're good with this topic right guys i have one thing to say okay if you notice, way to ruin my transition. Yeah, I'm sorry about this. If you <laughs> if you notice um, a teammate being like having a bad rotation, whether it's they're chasing or they're never going for the ball or whatever else it might be, never use text chat to call them out on it. Just don't. <laughs> True. Just don't. Like it happens constantly, and it, it, I feel like there's been a little bit of a rise in it recently since the update i'm not sure maybe people are salty and maybe it's like oh my goodness i'm three ranks below where i was last season now i'm salty whatever it, else they don't be. mean the same the ranks do not mean the same they you don't. guys have to get that remember area. that but we're not going to talk about that whole bit um i've just had a whole bunch of salty people and every single time somebody types you just throw the game you might as well just forfeit at that point because you're making your other two people your other two teammates angry and they're going to focus all the rage on you. And they're going to be looking at your mistakes 100%, but they're not going to adapt to it. They're just going to be like, oh my God, this guy's now terrible. And you're completely shifting everything away. So don't do that. <laughs> don't, ask them There's how, only... don't ask them, how are they GC? Because it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to help at all. Uh, I'll say the only time I've ever, I think I've mentioned this before, but that I've ever been, I don't know, a little toxic and it's worked. It's very rare. So if anyone uses this as an excuse to be toxic, uh, don't be toxic. Um, <laughs> but there's been a few times where someone, and someone's called me out, and it's kind of the same effect has happened. It's tough, though, because if they're wrong, then it's really dumb. But um, where there are people, there's a difference between being slow and being, sorry, uh, wanting to slow down play and someone who is just not going for anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where they just turn around on every play and it's like, well, at that point you're not part of the play. So I've noticed that if there are definitely times where you can kind of nudge someone with, all right, let, let's, uh, let's go for the ball. Like, or don't be afraid, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may turn a little more toxic. If, if you're, you can a hundred percent say um, like, Yo, as a team, we can take advantage of the opponents being bad on defense. Like, put it to the opponents, not yo, the zero, you're trash. 
stop go for the ball stop i know it. i don't <laughs> say trash but i'm like all right let's uh all right let's let's go for the like i think of i think it's like uh yo let's make sure we're going for the ball all right like don't like stop mm-hmm. let's stop being afraid yeah uh, although i don't say that i'll say stop being afraid and yeah it works the same effect but or it's a little more toxic. it's entirely you know? phrasing uh, <laughs> like i don't know if you want to say or if your teammates are being super passive and defensive just say the opponent's defense sucks let's take advantage of that and be aggro then that's yeah, a completely different that's way. very happy yeah but <laughs> let me put it this way i will say it's been turned around on me sometimes where someone's like why aren't you going for the ball or like you're so slow mm-hmm. and i do i mean maybe it's because of my personality but there are times where someone will say that like okay you want to see me play fast i'll play fast and that can work one of two ways one that means i'm trash and the game ends up terribly <laughs> but sometimes it means we come back from a three nothing deficit mm-hmm. so i'm just saying you're playing you're playing with your luck you know you are. <laughs> I've, I've said things uh, like uh hey we're faster than them let's use that or something like that and yeah, sometimes that works yeah. If you, Sometimes. if you really want to talk, try and put it to your opponents are bad. Your teammates can change this to take advantage rather than being, yo, my teammates bad. Stop being bad. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> How are you see? How are you see is definitely, there's no way. How are you see is ever going to make this one <laughs> nope. better? Like, you know what I mean? Like that is effective. Like if someone's like, okay, let's play a little faster. We're, we're, we're playing too slow. Uh, even if they say, let's play a little faster. You guys are playing too slow. Even if it's a little bit toxic, at least you can be like, okay, it's not. There's at least something constructive in the toxicity. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as it's like, why are you GC or you're all trash and you're bad? It's like, there's no way a teammate's going to get play better after that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yep. So in general, this, I mean, this topic, just don't tell your teammates they're trash and play better. Yeah, this isn't. Uh, <laughs> there was like a joke back in the day in League of Legends where like, it's not about being good. It's about you essentially have to play therapist for forty minutes, and that's how you mm-hmm. win League of Legends games. Uh, the thing is, with Rocket League, the game's so fast, you don't really have the time, you know, to to really to really dive deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're you're kind of you're kind of you're playing on literally the ninety. What is it? Ninety seconds for for emotion to affect someone, right? Uh, you're literally playing within that time span, as opposed to League of Legends where someone can get like tilted off the face of the earth for like 15 minutes. But if you can bring them back for the last 20, you know, uh, (laughs) you're able to, to make it back. Um, Speaking, I guess, uh, no, I have no transition. Let's just go into being terrible and people not using them. How about guild esports? Um, (laughs) Let's talk about guild esports. Okay. Actually I want to, I want to start with the stage one. So guild esports did make it through stage one, but they lost to blokes and envy, which honestly given, uh, blokes and uh envies or endpoint endpoint yeah yeah sorry endpoint that's what it was like giving blokes and endpoint did pretty well in stage one of the uh regional number three the fall eu regional number three um given that they were the top of the thing that's not those are not two teams to to, to be berated mm-hmm. uh big surprising things that happened really was uh from 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 that uh was mostly in group B from, from day one of uh, this, this tournament, the third regional. Mm-hmm. Um, and the big things I would say is triple trouble and giants gaming, not making it out. Um, and also oxygen for, for stage one back with the vengeance, I guess. And the only reason I'll mention it here that oxygen is, I'm am impressed with that is because look at that group B. Yeah. 
like if you were if you were to like give me like a choice of do i want to play and for stage one in the eu regional this time around do i want to play in group a or group b i would pay you a thousand dollars to play in group group a all right because group b i mean group a has your better i think going into the tournament fourth to eighth was up for grabs for anybody yeah you know what i mean like you can see yourself if you're a bubble team making it there if i look at group b and i see oxygen esports renew vitality fc barcelona dignitas triple trouble giants gaming uh fade away you know what i mean like that is just there are some monsters there and even some of the teams that made it through that like libertas right they made it through uh, they beat Fade Away. They beat Triple Trouble. So they honestly were probably they had to fight and claw their way. So I'd say Groupie from Stage One was definitely uh, the big thing. Uh, do you? Do either of you have anything to say about Giants Gaming Triple Trouble uh, or Oxygen's success in state in Day One? I guess um, with Oxygen, yeah, they didn't really play anybody. Like in, in their they played Giants. They played Giants, play but Giants. Giants Giants got swept out of the playoffs from that point. They lost to Oxygen. They get swept out of the playoff um, brackets, and at that point, so I mean, they, they make... lost to Dignitas and Fadeaways, which are not two bad teams. And the only reason I'll, I'll defend Giants is because let's remember, I think they got fourth, right? Was it fourth from last uh, last time around? Mm-hmm. Last regional, they either got fourth or second. I, I'm like, yeah, the, but. Uh, it's not like they had to go up against Barcelona or RV or or Dignitas or anything like that to make it into stage two. Thank you. So on. like they didn't have to play. Giants were heaviest. stacking last regional. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, Giants. Listen, I think Relentless has a point that they only had to play one of those teams, while some of these other teams that made it out had to had to play all these really tough teams, right? Like look at Libertas, right? I think um, you guys are sleeping on Libertas. <laughs> No, no, but I'm saying, I'm saying, but, but it's, still, the, the, the quality of teams that they strong. beat. Libertas has come out strong in, in this one, but it's not like they've mm-hmm. been a, a top-level contender for months and months. It's just been like, oh, hey, they, they played well in this round. I thought they've done... I'm going to check this out. Hold up. I, I need to look. You guys. Regardless, there is something to the point that uh, Oxygen kind of felt like they got teams... Uh, like, imagine if Oxygen had to play RV and FCB Barcelona, right? Like, imagine if that was their lineup or Dignitas, right? Like, I would I would venture to say they probably wouldn't have made it out as easily. So there's something to say that... Uh, and I guess they beat Libertas before Liber... I mean, Libertas's Libertas. performance, though, is all over the place. Libertas dude. did really well last split. I think they're definitely okay. an up-and-coming team. Like, they made it to stage two. Um, beat Monkeys, lost to Giants. Beat Magnifico, lost to Fadeaway, lost to Guild. And Guild popped that day. Like, they were playing I, extremely I think, well. They could have made it. I think it might have been a matchup thing, honestly. The fact that Oxygen did so well against Libertas. Regardless, Maybe. Um, clearly in this, in this, uh, in this, uh, like, Oxygen made it out first, but but clearly they're, they could have been challenged more to Relentless as well. Well, and then and even, think- even looking in the uh, RL Esports discussion, Giants had to play with a sub um, in against oxygen. that explains a lot that and, explains a lot and so honestly. it's like again they yeah they came out and they got the 3-0 and that's good but they didn't really have to go against any heavy hitters to do it that explained giants gaming's performance honestly the fact they're playing mm-hmm. a sub that that makes a lot more sense to me now and okay. that furthers your point so uh, yeah i'm i'm down okay this is way more than i thought we'd talk about but i think that was interesting <laughs> uh stage two all right 
so you know speaking of oxygen uh well they got a rematch with libertas and libertas uh beat them so interesting uh <laughs> the a 3-0 the other way uh and then yeah the teams that they end up losing to i mean we'd we'd see by the end like endpoint was definitely having a tournament run of their own that that started becoming crazy mm-hmm. but if i look at the teams they lost to those are not your top eight teams no uh so oxygen i think is is a team that is not consistent when it comes to this top 32 top 16 mix i think there are teams they can wreck and there's teams that they just lose to and it's it's all over the place that's my assumption or my my uh you know heavily researched for many hours <laughs> uh analysis uh, do either of you disagree or agree with that I honestly just think that they're middle of the bunch, um, like middle of the. But the results are all over the place. I'm saying, like it's yeah. it's they're middle of the bunch teams that will consistently win against some teams and lose against other teams. And with oxygen, it's like we might lose every game to every team that's like in the 64, but then we'll beat RV three to one. You know, like that. That's the kind of team I feel with oxygen. <laughs> but like, look at who fcb guilds maybe fade away team liquid libertas um i feel like solari as well uh maybe triple trouble and see like there are so many teams that are exactly that this season dignitas even and like yes but i feel like that's just how this season's going at least for you where there are random upsets that's like i'm not even surprised it's an upset anymore they're just the middle of the bunch team and if they make it they make it if they don't they don't (laughs) It kind of feels like EU has become Team BDS, RV, uh, and the rest of the crew, you know? Yeah. I don't <laughs> top Loke's there sometimes, and then the rest of the crew. I think Top Loke's uh, at least top four, maybe top five. I think Top Loke's are. I think they've proven this is their third tournament where they've made quarters, mm-hmm. and they made semis and finals before. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Top Loke's have definitely proven as one of those consistent teams. Um, I think, you know, we were talking about consistency within like rank gameplay, but. This has been like a revelation when it comes to teams that are actually consistent as opposed to teams who are like, it feels like the reason Endpoint could get into like so far is because they've been working on like specifically changing up, right? As opposed to some of these other teams where you look at RV and it's like, I'm never surprised that they're there. Mm -hmm. And it's just the quality of play from all three of those players is just above and beyond a lot of the other teams. Um, I guess, is there anyone else? Fadeaway once again, kind of feeling really close fade away fade away phase fade away from the fades uh, away. <laughs> fades away that's the word i'm looking for from the quarterfinals a lot of time i feel mm-hmm. uh they're, they're definitely that team that that's been in the top mix and uh we'll see how they continue to do team liquid had a better run i think than they've had in for a while uh like yeah. even this yeah like a 12th place finish it doesn't seem too bad um yeah, and I guess Solary. Solary, I think they were doing a lot. They were a lot more on fire earlier, and now it's just kind of a little bit less the case. Uh, let's go into quarters. I think, I think, are you guys ready to go into quarters? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to just go storylines, uh, endpoint, uh, who just had a run. Like, they woke up Sunday, they, they, they had a good breakfast, they slept well, maybe they went for a run. <laughs> uh, and then they blew by top blokes and they blew by FCB Barcelona. And it was, I think it was hype and adrenaline that really got them to the finals. And it's not, not to discount, obviously, the, 
the um, veteran status of a lot of these players on endpoint, right? Like the amount of experience they have. Relating way, Virtuoso, Metsonoris, like that is, you have some good players and some very experienced players, but they rode that storyline all the way to the finals. Mm. Uh, Barcelona um, was probably another big one. Uh, they they stopped in semis, but I think this was their best result they were, uh, so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, re- kind of thoughts on Endpoint and Barcelona's runs. Endpoint made a run. <laughs> they they ran all the way. Yep, uh, I think they did it last season once as well, where they just had an amazing tournament, um, like in in season nine. Um, so I don't think I'm too surprised that it happens. But it was they were they were playing well, they were playing really well. Like, I'll save my thoughts uh, on the finals until later. But yeah, <laughs> they got uh, third in RLSS Europe. It might have been series. season eight. Then. I don't know. I'd actually, I actually, I'm just looking at the results. That yeah. that was a 16 grand mm-hmm. win. So that's mm-hmm. listen. That's a tournament, and that's the most recent one. <laughs> To be fair, they might have been called something different uh, beforehand. Uh, Relentless, did you want to say something to these two teams? Um, really, between those two, no. I think I think you know going into that, you'd expect top blokes to to take that one, but Endpoint had an entire run. They beat really really good teams to get to that point. So it's just one of those of momentum was in their favor, and top blokes just wasn't really um, feeling it quite as much in that one and then endpoint gets through top blokes and then they move on towards barcelona and stuff they're able to get pats there and i mean it's just a good momentous like momentum that they were able to carry through so overall that's about it mm-hmm. it's fun i think their their story was definitely a lot of fun yeah um speaking of fun and i know you mentioned this so i'll give you the opportunity guild esports how how, how are those no comms going <laughs> i don't know if there's still no comms but uh this is their best result in the regionals, right? <laughs> no, I think they've made top eight before. Okay, still the best result. In re- I don't think they've hit semis. They, I'm, I'm fairly sure they haven't hit semis, so I think you're right there. But yeah, um, I don't know, getting 3 0 by RV, uh, that's nothing to, to be super sad about. <laughs> true, very true. I'll say this much. If you're a team of people that can't communicate and you're all toxic, you might as well just all put headphones in. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably do better. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're using comms. I don't know if they're not. Well, we might find out eventually if they want (laughs) that information. But they should have like a two game rule. They'll not use comms for two games, and if they've lost those two games, then they'll try to use comms. They have to do it the other way around. They use comms for the first two games. If they lose two, then they don't. (laughs) Got it. I like it. (laughs) I mean. At the very least, you'll drastically change your play style. You know what I mean? Like there'll be a different feel of the game for game three, and which might work in your favor. Mm-hmm. Um, quarterfinals, uh, last game, the quarterfinals was BDS against Dignitas. Mm-hmm. BDS did win, but this was probably Dignitas's one of the best regional event runs they've had. So that was cool, especially with the new roster, right? Mm. Or the new player. Uh, so, cause we, we were always worried that they wouldn't kind of bounce back, but I think they have one thing that other teams don't have, and that's kind of this stability where they have a regular coach and they they have the regular, they still have the two members of the team that have been there forever. So it's kind of, it feels like a team that can bounce back if they lose one player. So Fair. Uh, they, they're kind of showing that. Uh, that lower bracket semifinals, I'm going to be honest, f- Team BDS and RV is slowly becoming the rivalry of this split 
of this fall split. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, RV just went off. To be fair, uh, every game except for the last one was won by one goal. Yeah. Um, Team BDS, if they win or lose, what I like about them is they tend to play pretty fearless. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what makes those games so entertaining. And it feels like RV, they've gotten the better of RV a lot of these regionals, but in this particular one, it was the other way around. I'm not going to uh, lie. I don't think that RV... I, I'm pretty sure this was the game, or I, honestly, both the games. I don't think RV deserved either of these wins. <laughs> um, but it that might be a momentum thing, where they squeak, like, two OT games, right, by one goal. The fact that they squeaked by, that might that might have been what pushed them over the edge. For sure. Like, that was definitely uh, the reason that last one was a 4-0, um, and, like, why it was so drastic. But I think BDS was missing a lot of the shots, and... RV just kind of found a goal because of some random thing, whether, I don't know. It it didn't look like a good win um, when mm. I was watching them. I might be remembering this wrong, but that's what I'm quite sure of. All right. And then uh, then we have the finals. Unless Relentless, you have anything more to say about Team BDS? Uh, I mean, just looking at those two, look at RV and Team BDS. Um Pretty much, if, if you want to win any of these splits, any of these regionals or anything like that, you're going through one of those two teams. Uh, looking back at the the history of it, you look at BDS, um, pretty much if if they're making the finals, they win. Um, they won the grid. They've won the grid. They've, they won uh, regional event two. They won regional event one. Um, even going back to Team stuff BDS. like the Euro Cup, they're they're mm-hmm. just playing well. If you want to win, you kind of have to go through them. And RV, if they're not, if if they're playing, they're getting first or second. Like you go look at their page, <laughs> and it's just they're either winning or they're in the finals. Like either way, it doesn't matter. They're just they're going to be there. So uh, between those two, I think I mean that's like what I was saying. That's probably the the rivalry for the time being in EU. Just because like if you want to win, you have to go through them. Like these are teams like RV and Team BDS are teams that if they make semis, that's uh, that's a disappointment right now. That's how good these two teams are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, let's let's get to the finals. So it was closer. It was close. It was not. It was not just a one way team. It felt like the good thing about Endpoint, right? A team that had nothing to lose. Like they beyond proven anything. And these are sometimes the most fun finals because a four two can can look pretty bad. But um, if you go back and watch it, it was a lot of fun. It was a team that definitely felt like they had nothing. Yeah, they're just very free. They're probably one thing about, you know, going on a big run like that. It's like we've done accomplished more than anything. Now we can actually just go and, and just play without thinking about it too much. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as the games went on, RV kind of started to really adjust and they're they're their level above really start to start to show right uh because when you have seven games that's when like the teams that are significantly better usually will pull ahead and rv kind of did um that being said endpoint put up a great fight right Mm -hmm. two ot's they won one of them they lost one of them and they lost the one off of like almost a kickoff goal it wasn't quite a kickoff goal but it it was very shortly after uh, ot started um so you know, I think they have nothing to hang their hats on, or sorry, what's the what's the saying I'm trying to say? They have nothing to bow their heads mm. down for. Uh, words, um, but uh, I'll say that I definitely uh, think this would have been a better story had Endpoint won. 
Uh, it is cool though to see RV kind of back in the top because uh, I haven't seen them win a regional yet, and so they were able to take it uh, this time around. Kind of RVs are are uh, are Yankees. There are <laughs> I don't know what the other they're the uh, mid eighties Chicago Bulls. I don't I don't know what <laughs> <laughs> what uh what other sport reference I can do. Um, but it's it's cool to see them back on top. Obviously, if Endpoint won, that would have been that would been great. That probably would have been one of the best stories we've had. Um, but you know, this makes it even better because maybe this is where Endpoint kind of pushes past, breaks past a barrier, and, and stays more consistent. That's Although true. with teams that have these one runs, I'm always very uh, hesitant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you I, know, I agree with that. Season six, Cloud Nine. You know, <laughs> like that was a miracle miracle tournament. Uh, they were not the team and yet NRG won regionals before and after that. I'm pretty sure. So mm-hmm. <laughs> take that as you will. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, last thoughts on this relentless, uh, Wabbits. I have relentless. You go first. <laughs> um, I mean, re- really no, no extra thoughts behind RV is really good and you're going to have to be playing your best to beat them. I mean, that's really what it kind of comes down to. Even if it's, like you look at that overtime goal uh, that they win in game six and stuff like that. And it was just a, a really quick counterattack because uh, Endpoint took possession of the ball very early on. And then very quickly RV turned that around. So you pretty much can't make mistakes against them. Against them. Almost every game they played in was decided by a single goal. And that's even going back to the semifinals and the quarters. Like all of their goal games were decided by a single goal. Pretty much any game they won is almost, except for like they had a few blowouts, like the last game against BDS, and then they won by two goals in one game against Endpoint, and that was about it. Outside of that, their entire playoff run was by a single goal. So you've got to play your best to beat them. They they definitely play that style that it's like we're all individually better than you, so we're going to defend till we have the opportunity to like break mm-hmm. out and use our skills. And I don't think, I think we've mentioned this before, but I don't think there's like, if you take team BDS, team BDS is the opposite. It's like, I don't care how many goals you can score. We're going to score more. So we're playing a way more free flow style. Right. And so it's definitely a very interesting matchup where if team BDS isn't scoring goals, right? Like if you take the RV games, RV is really doing something right. Cause team BDS will usually, uh, score a whole bunch, um, uh, of goals at least when they win right like they're just like oh all over the place scoring goals everywhere so at least that's what i see from them i see a very free-flowing very aggressive team and rv will be a more of a counter-attack or give alpha the ball uh, <laughs> type <Yeah>. team exactly. <laughs> uh with with like the best twos team behind them you know uh so yeah uh wow did you have something more to say this yes um so i think that when i was watching these games um, both of the RV games, I didn't think that RV deserved the win, <laughs> uh, which I have said. Um, but that's that's what makes them special. Is like the games where they're worse, they still manage to win. You know? <laughs> yeah, but the the thing about RV is that like they generally will fairly dominate a game, even if it's mm. on their own defensive half. Oh, uh, okay. And that that's what I'm what I'm saying with both you of didn't these. See it. Yeah, they were just being pelleted with shots. Um, like, <laughs> I'm I'm looking at the the stats on this. Um, I think I want to count this. Okay, so BDS versus RV. Um, first game had BDS had 12 shots. 
Uh, second game was slower. They had five. So that's set 17. Third game, they had 11. Um, so we're at 28. Uh, fourth game, they had 10. So we're at 38. And uh, fourth game or fifth game, they had six. So we're at, uh, what, 44, I think? 44 shots in four matches, five matches, which is absolutely incredible. Like, I don't think I've ever seen an average of eight goals per game. <laughs> like, just think about that. That's so insane. And RV still wins because BDS was honestly just missing their shots and hitting defenders. Um, and I think it was pretty similar in the RV endpoint game where you could easily say that RV was just positioning incredibly well and defensively or defensively and predicting the shots and all that, like, sure. Um, but I, I would say it wasn't and that RV was outplayed in both, but they just did the RV thing where they somehow don't get scored on. And then there's a mistake from the opponents because they're like, Oh my God, I'm only hitting the post or hitting the defender. So then they overcommit a little bit and RV gets a goal. Um, that being said, RV did have a couple nice goals, but I don't think they deserve this. I, I would put them at the fourth place if things went or in terms of how these games went. I like tie with FCB. But I mean, that's also something like, imagine you're the team pelting that other team and then you're not scoring that goal, right? Yeah. I, I, like, that's what I mean. Like, I think it was just probably more tilt than RV, <laughs> like RV tilting the opponents by being so like so defensively. It, it, yeah. def- it deflates you almost. Cause you're like, I'm putting so many shots and I can't get one in. It almost like deflates your confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was just uh, them playing bad. Like the, the BDS and endpoint, like, playing kind of bad rather than rv just beating yeah, yeah. uh yeah. okay mm-hmm. i think that's good that's mm-hmm. a good wrap up on 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 that tournament mm-hmm. rv winning a regional uh it's great uh speaking of i guess these regional tournaments we have uh the north american regional that is happening this thursday friday saturday sunday so yes. if you are <laughs> If you are in a North American time zone in the evening, I don't know what the other ones will be. Uh, you will, and you go to Rocket League on Twitch. Uh, you will probably see uh, these stages, so you can follow along there. Uh, if you're new, I would say just wait till uh, Sunday, probably, uh, yeah, and just watch exactly. the watch the quarters, semis, and finals because you'll be lost if you <laughs> join before. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hope. Uh, I hope all of you uh enjoy that and i think with that we're we're good for the week uh i'm just gonna say show. one it's, final mm-hmm. thing of a shout out to galaxy racers they yeah played amazing and i think this was their first they tournament did. uh it's arju ixo and Mid- midden um so. ixo is the really well-known ones player right yes and arju was mouse's old sub before so the god mm. sub yes yes so yes. I, i'm super happy that they made it made it up i think this was their first time actually either making it through the um the play-ins or qualifier yeah this might honestly be one of their first tournaments uh so very happy about that shout out to them mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um nice yeah uh i guess we shall uh, close out the show uh special thanks to all our patrons who support uh, us and extra special shout outs here on the show to jy's mefe paint tim chewbarker uh relentless and psych mobco for supporting us uh in the roll call tier uh also uh big shout outs to all the new listeners uh we've been we've been getting a nice steady rise of uh people listening so welcome welcome uh 
And if you want to further support us, honestly, just letting other people know about the show, probably the number way to one way to support us. Uh, you can also join the discord uh, and follow us on Twitter. But except for that, uh, we thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, try to do something nice for someone this week. And from myself, from Relentless, from Wabbits, uh, I hope all of you have a wonderful week. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See you.